passion, talent, influence. That's what we're here to recognize. A movement that lives right in our own backyard. Southwest Florida. So put your glasses up. Let's give a toast. Toast to the innovators. Toast to the creators. Toast to the go-getters. The people who wake up every day with a passion to create. Not for themselves, but for the benefit of the community. A community that has no limits. So let's kick back and toast to the good fellas. Buenos dias, buena tarde, buena noche. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Southwest Florida and those listening around the nation. It is your boy, Alan. It's your boy, Nicholas. And I know this one's a little different now <laughs> um, as what we're used to, but um, obviously everybody knows about what's going on right now with the coronavirus and um, safety's first, you know, so it's better to just do these remotely now and, um, you know, not really come in contact with many people because as we know, um, you can be a carrier and you wouldn't even know. But there's a whole bunch of shit that's been going around, right, Nick? Like all types of information. Absolutely. And, you know, we're doing our part in, try- in trying to practice social distancing. So this remote podcast is going to be, you know, the new normal until things change. But, you know, with all the craziness that's going on in our, in our world right now, we need to be, you know, like a, a foundation of, you know, consistency for not only for our audience, but, you know, for the people of Southwest Florida, they expect us to be able to, you know, relay the, the creative minds, the entrepreneurs, the go-getters, where they, they, they want to see what's possible with a little bit of motivation. So we need to bring that to them. And I think this is going to be the perfect outlet, in the perfect way. So shout out to you, Alan, because you brought this whole video podcasting idea to, to fruition. So I'll give you some credit there. Yeah, we uh, we finally we're finally getting on. Um, I know we promised y'all a video, and uh, it came sooner. Right? I mean, sooner than expected. Um, uh, but uh, we're definitely in the future trying to record more with video and post it on YouTube for y'all. So, but regardless, um, for this interview, we had to do it remote, anyways. <laughs> right, Nick? Yeah, absolutely. And we actually have a really awesome guest on our uh, podcast episode today. And I'm excited to get get him introduced. Do you want to do the honors, Alan? I'll let you do the honors, my guy. All right. So some of y'all might know him. We know him as one of our fraternity brothers. But he's, he's much more than just a fraternity brother. This guy is an entrepreneur. He is a musical artist. He's a creator. He, uh, this guy is a, a culturalist. There's just so many, many names I can give to him. But I'm gonna let him introduce himself. His name is Christian Catlin. Christian, you wanna you wanna say what's up to the people? What what up, everybody? Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty much me. Pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, I'm Chris Catlin. I'm an artist, musician, um, entrepreneur. I guess, like you said, overall, just trying to be the best person I can be at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So that's just just who I am. <laughs> Yeah, so where you at right now, man? You in? Live, um, you're not in, in Southwest Florida anymore. I'm not. I'm not. I'm in Los Angeles, all the way on the West Coast. You know. Damn, bro. Damn, I love LA, bro. LA, um, the very, very chill vibe. But at the same time, it's the city life, so it's pretty loud, and I can tell there's a lot of competition out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good, and there's a lot of like not so good to LA. Um, I think overall, it's like, if you came out here for a reason, it's great. But, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to it, for sure. Uh, I miss Florida, though, I ain't gonna lie. 
you know. Like, <laughs> go to Florida, man, it's just it's unbeatable, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel you like what like, the. Mm-hmm. Like, like the way I feel like it is like Florida. We're we're more diverse in Florida, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you think so? For sure. Here's why. Like in Florida, you have people like you. You're from Puerto Rico. Alan, you're Nicaraguan. I'm from Trinidad. Uh, we got Jamaican friends. We got you know friends from all over. Mexican friends, and we all mingle with each other. I feel like that's a kind of more common in Florida. Here, it is diverse. Like there's a lot of Asians, Mexicans, this, that, but they stay in their own communities. Mm-hmm. So it's not a lot of like, it's segregated diversity. Okay. So like in New York where they have like a little Italy and Chinatown, things yeah, of that yeah, nature. That's, yeah. that's, the only, that's the only places you're going to find them. I mean, yeah, like kind of. It's, it's not like that's the only places you're going to find them. It's just like socially they're going to stick with each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like Miami too. Me, bro, I ain't gonna lie. When I came out here, that was a hell of a culture shock. I was like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that to be honest. So that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't. didn't. So yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions about Los Angeles as a whole, but that was one of them that I was like, oh shit, I didn't expect, I didn't expect like the social climate to be at exact like what it was, you know. So would you say like the camaraderie out there, you know, in regards to what you're trying to do out there with music, it's not as um, connected as it is. Well, it is, but it isn't like there's so much opportunity in Los Angeles and there's so many people making music and doing art, you know, Mm -hmm. people come from all over the country to be in L.A. and pursuing art and uh, people come out here with the mindset to like blow up, you know, so think a lot of people kind of I think a lot of people kind of like lose track of other things when they're out here thinking about that you know and so you kind of like you kind of got to like weed out who's just just here to like come up off you or like who's like an actual like genuine person you know so yeah. true do you feel like you you had any practice of of that here in South Florida or in Sarasota right you're from Sarasota right yeah but I'm from South yeah. Florida like so I represent Florida. South of Florida, dog. Hey, I do. Florida, like, Even though I'm not from from here, but yeah. Like, <laughs> but I see you repping. Like, I feel a much stronger connection when I meet somebody from South of Florida than when I meet somebody from Sarasota or Brainerd. You know, true, true, mm-hmm. true. I, you know, it's funny because when I go to New York, like. It's so much. It's so different. So like, I feel like an outcast in terms of like. Um, how I talk and, and just how my mannerisms is because I'm, I'm genuinely a nice person. But yeah. when I remember the first time I, I even went back to New York as like an adult, somebody had asked me directions. Right. <laughs> and I was giving them the direction. Right. And my sister's like, yo, you don't do that. Like just tell them to fuck off. And you keep walking. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right thing like here that's another difference in the east coast and the west coast and it's not just me that says this i've talked to a lot of like east coasters out here in la and we all had like kind of the same opinion on the east coast if somebody asks you for directions or if somebody like says hey what's up you don't want to talk to them you're just like fuck off (laughs) you know like straight up but here it's like people would just like be weird about it like be fake like people ask you for directions and they'll like look at just look at you funny and keep walking rather than being like hey fuck you i don't want to talk to you, you know I mean? 
okay. It's like okay. it's like a yeah. It's just it's it's there, man. It's there. It's not. So as, they, they they kill you with kindness then. Kinda, yeah. Kinda, kinda yeah. by by not saying nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of just it's a little more real. Like we're just a little more real on the East Coast, man. To be honest. <laughs> Yeah, like hey, man. I mean, yeah, hey, no, I'd be repping out here, bro, for sure. It's nothing against like West Coast, but it yeah. just is. I I appreciate someone being real versus will, someone being exactly, fake. Exactly. I will say that it's not more or less. It's not the people who are from LA though. The people mm-hmm. who are like from LA, born and raised, are pretty dope people. From mm-hmm. from like what I've seen, uh, it's a lot of like. But most people aren't from LA. In LA, mm-hmm. they're like from indiana or from wherever to come out here and be an actor and type shit so how's the how's the music taste out there in la compared to here because i know here um because i've traveled to california and like all all across the country really and um i always say and i see um and the same thing with our frat too like um the southeast of the united states is just more caribbean would you say more caribbean people from the island and all that so your music ties into that you know whereas in california i feel like there's a lot more we'll say we could mexican um central american you know um, um sure. asian obviously Definitely. so how is that um have you brought that taste there is there a lot of um, of that genre out there in la there's not there's not there's not a lot of like people making like the type of music i make like that whole like island dance call reggae wave reggae mm-hmm. there's some reggae but not the same type of reggae that we listen to in the Caribbean. It's different. But I think, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing that there's not a lot of it, you know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that kind of makes me stand out with my sound a little bit more because I can do that like island thing. It's like in my blood, you know? Um, but I think out here, uh, most of like what you hear, everything is very like pop influence. It's like yep. very pop, like influence and like R&B too. R&B, hip hop, but like that West Coast type of stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of like, uh, from what I, when I'm like in the studio with people, I hear a lot of like real West Coast down and stuff. Like if you listen, like YG type stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but, but yeah, there's definitely like a difference in like what people listen to. There's not a lot of West Indians at all out here. True. Sure. So I got, a, I got a question for you, Christian. When did you start really, you know, making music and like falling in love with with music i started well i started like making music when i was a kid i was in like third grade or fourth grade i started playing drum set and so like i was always surrounded by music um and growing up my dad was like a really good guitar player so Mm -hmm. i was always like surrounded by it my mom and my dad really but my dad is like really amazing at guitar so i always was i always had like a very like musical like life kind of kind of um, mm-hmm. And my culture, being from Trinidad, that's like a huge part of the Trinidad culture is music, like enormous mm-hmm. part of that culture. So I always had that like in my life and like in my head, and, like kind of in my blood. I feel like um, I didn't start like writing my own music though until I was like I was like 15, 14, or we were like chilling with the homies and we would, like smoke and like freestyle and shit. That's when like it started like yeah we would like smoking like freestyle and that's when i realized like oh i'm kind of good at this shit like this, I, can write <laughs> I, got my bars, I got bars yeah okay, i was right. like yeah i got some bars like i'm kind of dope and then like yeah. after that i started like writing for fun you know mm-hmm. like, Bro, 
I remember when I was a freshman at MGCU, right? I, I met Christian, uh, building E, bro, building E. Um, <laughs> yeah, building E, North, North Lake. Um, I was like, yo, who the fuck is this guy, bro, over here? Thinking, he thinks he's the shit. And, like, I met you, bro. You're most da- most down-to-earth person. Like, that. for some reason, I, I had this perception that you thought you were full of yourself. But then I met you. I was like, yo, this is the total opposite of what I, what I thought this guy was going to be like. And then you put me on to one of your songs. It was a, it was like a Rugrats freestyle. Oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, that shit. Yeah. it's on YouTube. Go look that shit up. It's still I, on YouTube. It is still on YouTube. Yo, bro, I, 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 I heard. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. Um, I was going to tell um, the audience a funny, uh, a good story, a funny story that us three were involved in. So um, Hurricane Irma came in 2017. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh us three us three um and along with many others we evacuated to jacksonville so we were in fort myers and i remember we we're sitting in my apartment in our apartment I'm like man do we want to stay here do like they're saying we were in a warning zone or something like that in the evacuation yeah. zone and we're just like man we're debating it i know um nick had his dog and we're just like yo we gotta take I don't know how many cars we got to take. There's not much gas that's available. Like the hurricane's coming tomorrow. So we, fuck it. We just I got just up like, and went to Jacksonville. Like, we had a family. We had a friend. We had a, what happened? I remember like, we were like, fuck it. We're going to, we're going to stay here. I remember, I remember. Yeah. We were like, no. <laughs> yeah. We heard on the news that it turned into a category five and it was going right for Fort Myers. And it then was coming right at us. So we're in yeah. all of us. It was like a, a like eight of us, I think, right? And we're just mm-hmm. like, "Yo, are we staying? Are we staying? We're yelling at each other. We're here, just like all right, debating. So like, I right, bet let's go to Jacksonville. We had a friend over there that their family let us stay, and okay. so we went all the way over there to Jacksonville. We got the beds. We put them against the windows and all that. We're like, "Fuck it, man. We just tore up the crib." Got our ass to Jacksonville. We ended up finding gas on the way, and uh, we made this cipher. You know, one of these days. Um, <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I cipher. remember that. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, man. I'm, my shit was trash as fuck. I think it's on YouTube though. Um, and uh, we're it? all involved well, in it. Better idea, YouTube. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's on YouTube oh, or not. But, on YouTube. <laughs> Bro, that shit was wild. I remember that. I remember for some reason they put me in the Hummer, and I was like coming out of the Hummer. Oh, I remember like, that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that shit. We in the Yo, it was raining uh, and shit. I was like, I want to be out here. Yeah, so we spent we spent like a <laughs> like, week out there in Jacksonville. We spent a week out there in Jacksonville, and one of those days we had, we did like a cipher. We spent like all day doing this damn cipher, bro. Uh, really, bro. Y'all, y'all had bars. Y'all had bars. Uh, Christian had bars. You know, Nick had bars. Me, man, not so much. <laughs> not so I felt the pressure too much, man. I felt the pressure. Bro, I'm not gonna lie though. That was one of the dopest weeks ever, bro. That week in Jacksonville. That shit was amazing, bro. Like I know we were just trying to like you know, be safe and, like, save ourselves from the hurricane. But, like, that was such a fun week, bro. Yeah. And, and thank God that we actually got there because when we came back, bro, it was madness, like, in Fort Myers. Crazy. Like, yeah, power was, was yeah. out for, like, a couple of days. There's nothing in the grocery stores. Like, all the fucking trees were, like, down. It was, like, like the zombie apocalypse when we came back, bro. It yeah, was- man. <laughs> that shit was wild. Yeah, man. Wild. Yo, but Chris, you just, you, just released, um, you just released a single, right? Um, yeah. just not yeah, too yeah, long yeah. ago. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it's called Gyal. I did it with this producer named Orion. Orion, uh, okay. Super dope ass producer. He's from Israel, and we just like it was super dope. Literally the first day that I I met him once, like randomly, I went out to eat, and he like came with one of his friends, and I, that's how I met him. And then literally after that, we're like, let's work one day. And I was at like a random bar, and mm -hmm. he FaceTimed me while I was at the bar, and I was like, the fuck, he's who's this? <laughs> I, re I remember who he was, but I was like, why is he FaceTiming me? And then I answered it, and he was like, yo, come through tomorrow. Let's cook. And I was like, shit, okay. The next day, I literally, like, went to his house, and we made that whole song in, like, two hours. That's dope. Really? Dope that fun. song is dope. Yeah. Did you? We're going we're gonna to give you links to, to, to this song and to your profile, so our listeners can listen to that song. Well, at the end of, at the end of it, we'll, we'll give uh, Chris the um, option to – let us know what he wants to play. He wants to play Giel if he wants to play one of his tracks. He has yeah. Many, yeah. Many, yeah. many, many, many hot tracks that he's released. Um, and they're all on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All across the board. All across the board. Bro, describe. I, I want. I want to know what was running through your mind, like when you released that first song, and you saw like people were like listen, listening to it. Bro. Okay. I mean, I, when I first, okay, I think like the first song that I started, at least like the style, my style now, the first song I released that like had that sound was White Rum. Yeah, right? I remember that. Like, I just put it out. Like, I had that song, like, like, I was sitting on it for like a couple months. And then I talked to Gio, right? And he was just like, just release it, bro. Because if you don't release it now, you're just going to sit on it forever. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I made like a cover art on my phone. And then I just like released it. And I was like, man, no one's even going to listen to this shit. I put it out and it got like 10,000 views. And I was like, bro, that feeling is like, that was like the best feeling ever. Like to know that like people genuinely like that music. There are people who listen to that song that didn't know me. And to me, that was like everything. Yeah, man. I think that's a good thing about you being in LA and um, not a lot of people do your type of music the dance hall reggae you know type of vibe um because Here's it's a niche right yeah it's a good thing and a bad thing in a way like for example in miami there's a bunch of cuban sandwich spots right so <laughs> to go yeah. and get a good cuban sandwich to to be a cuban sandwich spot in miami to mm -hmm. be relevant, you have to be a really good Cuban sandwich spot because there's hella other Cuban, Cuban sandwich spots. Mm -hmm. In LA, all you have to do is be a Cuban sandwich spot and you're going to get business. So, like, mm -hmm. I think it's a double-edged sword because I think if I had, like, competition other people doing that same thing, I would, like, think it would help me grow a little bit. But at the same time, being out here helps me, like, take elements from a lot of other types of music because I'm surrounded by a bunch of other stuff. How do you uh, market yourself out there? How do you market your music? How do you, um, like, for a um, beginner trying to get started in the music industry, you know, and being in that big city right now, how do you go about, you know, let, getting um, your music out there for everybody to hear? I mean, prim primarily through social media, bro. You know? Mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, I feel like social media is, like, the way I do it. And then, like, through playlisting and stuff like that, uh, having like your music on a playlist. If I just pitch it out, like people I know, like let's say I drop a song, I'm pushing it on social media, but not as hard as I'm like sending it to people who I know are like people who 
have some type of pull or like have some type like for example i'll send it to you guys you guys are like people who are in a creative space i'm sending it to those people who are like living and working in this like entertainment industry so um, i feel like that is to me more important than just like blasting it to everybody on social media yeah you yeah know? i think like personally sending out to different people who i know especially the people who i know are like you know kind of like in the same space as me i think it's important that's dope bro like every time you send me music bro like when i have time i listen to it because you know you already know i'm like a, a music connoisseur so i'm always looking for like new songs and things to listen to because i share that with like all of the people i know because pretty much everybody i know all love music too so like right. shit, i listen to music cleaning i listen to music at work i listen to music pretty much maybe 50 percent of my day every day so uh, i'm like always listening to music you know you so know every time you send me something i do start share it you, you know I what I wonder? Just downloaded a bunch of songs that you posted on your story the other day, Nick. I think yesterday. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, if you oh, haven't bro, followed you Nick's page, shit, you don't follow Nick's page, you should follow because he gives some really good recommendations on music. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Really good. He puts you on. He puts people on. He's put me on a you, bunch of you tracks. You put me on to a good amount of songs in my life. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate Yo, that. Hey, Chris, you know what I, you know I'll be wondering, bro? You know how... um. Cause you say you just really market through social media and you just send it to people like entertainment industry. And, um, I feel like, yo, your music is genuinely really good, bro. Like, and I'm not saying that cause I, cause I've known you for five years or you're part of my frat and all that. Like, I'm not just saying that shit, bro. I genuinely enjoy your fucking music, bro. So how do, how do, how do, how do like some, what was let's use for example, like mumble rappers, right? How the hell do they make it so big? What what do you think they do? Uh, dude, what do they do different? I don't know. I, there's like no blueprint to this shit. You know what I mean? So I think like some people like blow up by like going viral or just being like super extra with everything. Like Lil Pump would like smash car windows and shit. Mm-hmm. Like and like he just builds a following. Like it's some people, I don't know. To be honest, there's no blueprint. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. Think, think of like TikTok, the new wave. Like, yeah. how do people become like get viral on TikTok? They do new outlandish shit that nobody would even th- fathom of, of doing. And then right. now everybody's doing it. Right. You know? Let's exactly. make, I don't want to like bash TikTok because that's a great social right. media platform. Yeah. But, you know, they, 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 they try to find ways to, to make themselves relevant. And I think that's the same thing in terms of like what musical artists do. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, I, I mean, I guess, play. I guess you gotta, you kind of gotta say, um, I guess the right person or right amount of people need to hear that, and then from there they share it on their platform, and then boom, their platform already has a bunch of followers and all that, and then yeah. that's how they get known because I, I, some some of these some of these artists that come out, man, like they're just, I'm like, yo, how the hell did they get known <laughs> for that shit, bro? Well, like a lot of it's like I don't brand, know. Bro. A lot of it's just branding, like. Yeah. but they don't brand some of them don't brand though they just they just put some shit out they say some stupid ass shit and boom they they, they blow up i'm like how it could be how? it I mean, could be a, a catchphrase bro it could it could literally be a catchphrase be some, something as small as a catchphrase and because we've seen like nick we've been to many shows here in the area and mm-hmm. i'm like damn yo this guy got hella bars you know like mm-hmm. chris you got yeah. hella rhythm rhythm and mm-hmm. flow you know he's got right. bars too and i'm like mm-hmm. how how is he not 
at, at the breakfast club. How's he not at the breakfast club right now? <laughs> but it's like the industry's different now. The industry now doesn't want bars. They don't want another J. Cole, another Kendrick, bro. We want another young thug. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why Gunna and Lil Baby are popping. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like the industry's always like changing, you know? Like mm-hmm. it's all about like the That's- hype. I think I think some people just have the hype behind them for whatever reason. For if they're like just be with a lot of famous people, like maybe you're in the studio with future all the time. Your music's trash, but you got hype behind you. You can easily build a fan base, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that hype mixed with, you know, repetition, I think, you know, builds that consistency. For and sure. that consistency builds a, you know, a audience base. And then once you have that audience base, it just takes off from there because now that you've got their attention, you, they're For following sure. you. Exactly. It's, it's the same way. It's easy to make money if you have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's easy to grow your fan base if you have a fan base. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like once yeah. you get fans, it's easy to multiply them. Yeah, so I, that's how that's how I feel about it. So what what advice would you give like somebody who is doing music out here in uh, South Florida? Since it's not an area that's too big, do you recommend them leaving the area at some point, or just kind of sticking through it to see if like something pops out of Fort Myers? I mean, Plies did it, right? I mean, I feel like it's re- like it's really up to you. I feel like I feel like I've grown way more as an artist since I left Fort Myers right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm surrounded by artists. I'm surrounded by other people pushing through the music industry. So I've learned so much just by being around all these people, being in the studio all the time. Like when I was in Fort Myers, I couldn't be in the studio every day unless I had one in my house. You know what I mean? Because really there's like two or three recording studios in Fort, two, three, four, whatever. You could count them on two hands, maybe, probably just one hand like the amount of recording studios in Fort Myers. While the community is very tight knit, it's the dopest artist community ever, I feel like. But it's still, it's still not like an entertainment hub like Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So you, by all means, you can make it out of Fort Myers. You could do it anywhere, man. I just feel like it's, it's up to the individual to feel like what they need. Like I, I wanted to grow and I wanted to take matters into my own hands a little mm-hmm. bit moved out here and it was a great decision yeah um, well what are some of the things that you think you you learned in terms of uh, your this growth you're talking about there in LA can you give us like an example uh yeah so I think uh what, I think uh, you don't really know what the entertainment industry is like until you move out here you know true yeah. I don't think anyone really knows what it's like until they live here, maybe New York. I don't, I've never lived in New York, but I, I think for sure, like, I know, I feel like I know what the entertainment industry is like, like the vibe of the industry and like the way people are in the industry. I don't think like you can really get that from being in Fort Myers as much. Um, mm-hmm. That's one thing I definitely learned uh, just to be more self-sustainable. Like when I first moved out here, I didn't have like the resources I had in, Fort Myers, you know what I mean? Uh, as far as like the people I knew, I knew way more people in Fort Myers. I just moved to LA, I didn't know anybody. So I had to learn how to do a lot of things myself. So I learned how to record myself, learn how to mix myself, all that stuff. I mean, that's dope. So just kind of like you, you have your back against the wall, you figure shit out, and then those are skills you keep with you forever. 
You know, now when I'm in a studio session, I have I, I have way better of like a not I can like be way more of an asset in that session to like help that song be great than before because I feel like now I've I've done it more because mm-hmm. you know I'm surrounded. It's it's also like uh, I'm just trying to find an example. I feel you though, because like when you're in the studio, I could I could totally understand where you're coming from. Cause like in here for Myers, when you're in the studio, you say you don't have that much time to actually be in the studio. So when the producer or the sound engineer is going through, yeah, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna make this a little cleaner, I'm gonna do this, you're kinda, you know, like brushing it off versus over there in LA, you say you have your back against the wall, you're learning these things on how to do it yourself. So now you know the lingo, you know, you know the terminology. So when you're in the studio and you're putting together, you know, a sound. Now yeah. you could picture and visualize that sound of exactly how you want to do it because right. now you have that knowledge of how to do it yourself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's and like you're more self-sustainable. I'm more self-sustainable now that I've been out here for so long. And, and I, I just don't have to rely on other people as much. Mm-hmm. You know? now, now here when you're in Southwest Florida and you're just coming up, is there something you could, you could, you could take away in terms of some of the things you were able to learn just being here in Southwest Florida? I know you had a lot of connections here, but can you describe something you've, you've learned here in Southwest Florida that, that is still with you today? Um, I would say, damn. So just, just from like the whole process of like starting and being in like the scene in Southwest Florida and then like moving to Los Angeles and kind of doing it here, I would mm-hmm. say, like don't let like anybody like don't let like anybody else kind of uh determine your vision you know what i mean like there Mm -hmm. there was times where like i had a vision for things and like i had extreme like confidence about where i was going and people who were more tenured in the the music industry than me um would would not have the same vision as me and i would feel like damn like i must be doing something wrong da 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 i would say don't ever like don't ever let that shit deter you for sure cuz like if you can visualize it it's that's all that matters you know what i mean yeah yeah your vision your that is the most important thing single handedly you know what i'm saying that's how mm-hmm. i feel so, that's one thing i definitely learned uh another thing i've also learned is um and i learned this also just from like moving to la and like being being like away from like all my family and friends like by myself i learned like mm-hmm. like the entertainment industry is great but like for sure you got to keep your fam your friends close like keep your fam mm-hmm. and friends close no matter what like the entertainment industry is every industry really is like full of sharks full of shady people it's a business at the end of the day you know what i'm saying yeah. So like, don't ever put that before your fam. Don't don't put that before your friends that like you truly, like you truly ride with. You know what I'm saying? Like your fam. Mm-hmm. Don't ever put that. Don't ever put the music industry shit before the real shit, real life. You know what I'm saying? Is it is it hard to lose yourself over there in LA because all the glitz and the glamour? Do you feel like it, at t- at times you're like, damn, where'd the time go? Definitely time flies for sure, but I don't think I like lose myself. I don't think it's Bruh. for me. I don't. I don't think it's like it's not hard for me personally to like keep my like head on the ground. I feel like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I feel, feel like, like there's a lot of ego. There's some, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of ego out there and um definitely, definitely. just you know they're yeah, just ego. There's some great, like, there's some great things in Los Angeles. There's some great like people, there's some great like I said opportunities. Um literally you can manifest anything out here if you stay consistent and stay confident and faithful and positive, you can do anything I think out here. Mm-hmm. But there is hell of a lot of ego for sure. And like you're like anybody I think who moves out here right away, I think automatically, like for sure, I think you're always gonna feel like, damn, did I make the right decision or not? Because there's like a there's like a fucking hill you gotta go up first. Because like you get here and you're you're seeing all this the ego, the bullshit, people who are so like Hollywood. And then after mm-hmm. you've been here for a while, you you know what's good, you've met some mm-hmm. real, real people, and then things kind of start. You start getting the flow of things, and then it's like, you know what I'm saying? Once you get over the hump, I think, mm-hmm. you know, you start you know, you know, a lot of our guests that we've had on, they had a similar, you know, theme about Southwest Florida. They mentioned how Southwest, Southwest Florida is a good, you know, city to, like, get your bearings, like, to start up. Because right. not a lot of those same opportunities are available in bigger cities. Like, for example, if you want to book a venue to, like, perform or like book a venue to like you know have like a, an event it's a little easier to do so in a in a smaller city in terms of like being able to you know really connect with that you know owner or of that venue um how yeah. would you how would you describe that in terms of the differences between uh south florida and la in that aspect it's just easier to build like those really meaningful connections in south florida because it's smaller mm-hmm. so it's easier to mm-hmm. i think a little bit easier to be like a name in Southwest Florida. And then you have a little mm-hmm. bit more pull and you could be like, hey, like I'm I've done this and that. Let's collaborate on this. Um but I think like for me, like I'm gonna end up back in Southwest Florida for sure at some point. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna take everything that I grab here, I'm gonna bring it back to Southwest Florida with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people have to do to help the scene grow, I think. Yeah, yeah. I know for sure, like, I know there's still a lot of people that, you know, uh, follow you that we know. Um, and, like, here just in Southwest Florida, since you haven't been here, there's been so much growth in terms of, like, um, you know, creatives, like, being, you know, more open and, and being more passionate about what they want to do. Um, yeah. Would you, wouldn't, wouldn't you agree, uh, Alan? Yeah. I de- no, I definitely agree. Um, it, it's, like I said, like, earlier, like, the, the talent and, here has been like wow like why aren't you known more <laughs> you know it's mm-hmm. it's mind-boggling to me it's crazy like, you know, I'm, like, I'm like yo I I know. yeah go ahead it's like in la i met so many people who moved from like indiana or ohio wherever right they moved to los angeles to start making music they're like oh yeah i moved out here for music i'm like oh that's dope uh, like, do you have anything like online that I can hear? I want to hear your stuff. And they're like, oh, I haven't like made anything yet, which that's perfectly fine. But because of that, there's a lot of people who like it's not everyone is extremely talented. But I feel like in Southwest Florida, like as a whole, like, like if we would have like a 99 rating on Madden, I feel like. <laughs> for sure. Yo, True. yo. So, so um, I know we mentioned earlier how you know you're also a musician, entrepreneur, and all that. So you, I know you had a um, I, you know, I guess I wouldn't know how to explain this so well, but I'm wearing the hat right now, as you can see. 
yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put it to the camera real quick. Let him see. Vibes. I know my hair is yeah. kind of messy, y'all. Yeah, I haven't gotten the cut. You feel me? It's like, oh, hard times out here. Cut, well, vintage vibes, vintage <laughs> I, vibes, I got, bro. I got one too, bro. I got one too. <laughs> so, so, um, can you take us through that? Because I know you guys are trying to sell apparel, um, kind of make it like a lifestyle brand, kind of right. So, are you guys trying to bring that back? Are you trying to do something with it? Um, in regards to being in LA. Would that give you more ideas to kind of implement something to kind of um, expand that business or anything? And can you just explain to the people what it is? Uh, so Vintage Vibes, uh, it's it's a lifestyle brand. To me, uh, it always has been like what OVO is to Drake, like mm -hmm. Vibes is to me. So that's how I've always perceived Vibes. And that's always what I've wanted it to be. That's always been my vision for it. Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah, for sure. Like I think about it every day to like keep it going. Um, it, we had a lot of people involved at some point, and like it was just hard to kind of like coordinate with everybody. We were all working multiple jobs, like you know, trying to balance ten thousand things at once. But it's never gonna die as long as like it's never gonna go away. I think because I'm never gonna go away. You know, like yeah. I'm never gonna stop. So vibes is never gonna stop as a lifestyle brand. I was actually talking today with Melvin and Ricardo about like mm -hmm. getting things moving again for it. Um, but yeah, we just, I feel like before when we were doing vibes, we were just like, let's put our foot on the gas. We don't know where we're going. Our, our hands ain't even on the wheel, but let's punch the gas. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, but now we're going to kind of like map things out and, you know, yeah, I know you. I know you, right. Ricardo, Melvin, and Jill were yeah. you know really involved in them. Y'all, y'all four are hella fucking creative, bro. Like yeah, come yeah. together, man. There's some creative fucking minds, but I get you. Like how important it is to kind of you know have that time set aside and to be consistent because you know even yeah. you run through those struggles. Me and Nick sometimes we just recording mm -hmm. podcasts. You know, like yeah. I can imagine with this. It's harder when there's more people involved for sure, but mm -hmm. I think the most important part is like the vision like i said before and the creativity or the vision and the passion the vision and the passion like if you can visualize it and you have like the energy and passion to like never get tired when you when you do it that's the most important thing you know what i mean so and that has never went away the passion and the vision for vibes has never went away so i think it's like it's still alive like it's just asleep right now i'm repping bro i'm repping out here you feel me because yeah you're in with the hat too so like, <laughs> hey, like i wanted to go ahead. go ahead bro i was gonna say i wanted to highlight something because i don't think you get enough credit uh for this so like not only did you go to fgcu but while you were attending fgcu you know you were working on your music also along with going to FGCU working on your music, you were working on this lifestyle brand. So not many people could jump, wait, 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 we gotta add another thing. So not right. only were you, you know, going to FGCU, working on your lifestyle brand and working on your music, you had a full-time job as well. So and I was with the many, I was involved with and, Yeah, and you were part of fraternity. So you were part of doing extracurriculars on top of the extracurriculars on top of the extracurriculars. So there's a lot of things you're juggling. Not many people could balance, you know, things like that all at once and and be successful. You know what I mean? Because right. someone could always be a part of as many groups, but if they're not, you know, passionate about it, they're not going to be successful. But you were able to, you know, 
to make something of yourself while doing all that stuff at the same time. So I wanted to give you some kudos and I wanted to let our guests know the type of person we have here that's from Southwest Florida that, you know, would be also going through the same coronavirus quarantine, but still finding ways to, you know, to let that creativity shine. And so that, that that's big props, man. Big props to you. Hey man, I'll dap you up. I'll dap you up all the way, miles away from everybody be doing the uh, the, the little the little footsies thing now, bro. No one no one even touching elbows anymore, bro. Yeah. You know what to make out of this corona thing. Low key. Like I, you just gotta stay inside, bro. And you know, I mean, thank God like my family's in Miami, like, you know, they're a little older and you know, obviously not as healthy. You know, I try to keep myself healthy. Same thing with Mel and Solid, you know, and um like we're young, you know, we're young people, you know, we don't really get sick that much. So thank God. But I, mean, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I'm, we're hoping it ends soon, but you know, it can't stop, you know, it can't stop me and Nick from creating as well as a Christian, you know, I know he's still out there, you know, working. If he's not, he can't go outside, you know, he's, he's writing music, you know, he's, he's, he's writing something, he's doing something, researching, yeah, studying, you know, all that. I think like, we just got to figure out ways to be positive about the whole coronavirus thing. Like, Mm-hmm. Not only be positive, but if there's a way you can use it to your advantage, you should try to do that, bro. You mm-hmm. know, as creatives, yeah, we can use this to our advantage. Like, we could stay cooped up in the house all day. We're not missing out on nothing. Because yeah. no one's doing anything. Just mm-hmm. work on your art, work on your craft, you know? Yeah. Book, Develop new yeah. skills, man. Yeah, fucking Alan over here making cartoons on Adobe Illustrator. <laughs> I've had hell of people hit me up before. about that He's shit. <laughs> He's like over here blowing up as an illustrator and shit. Bro, I, had, I had no idea. Uh, should be my next cover art, Alan. I'm, I'm gonna work on yours. I'm gonna work on yours. Um, but right now I'm doing a Kobe one, and this Kobe one is kicking my ass because of like the five o'clock shadow. Like, I mean, you, I mean, people wouldn't wouldn't know, like, really understand yeah, what I'm talking right. about unless you get into it. Yeah. But Kobe had a hel- clean five o'clock shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, it's hella difficult. It's, it's hella difficult ever. doing it though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like, I think you should get hard. inducted into the five o'clock shadow hall of fame as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kobe, 2020 hall of fame inductee, man. Yeah, right, rest man. in peace. I bet LA, LA was crazy out there, huh? When that happened, it was nuts, dude. It was nuts, crazy. right? I went to the Staples Center like, like a couple weeks after it happened to like go to the memorial and stuff, and literally like thousands of people it was like all yellow and purple like all kobe jerseys it was crazy that's awesome he much he, he deserved it he deserves it all man like he's yeah absolutely he, he's a trendsetter he's he's a hall of famer he's he's a goat bro he's a i goat. can't think of anybody who like to a city means more than kobe like like you could go to i think any city in the world and when you mention los angeles people think of kobe yeah no? yeah for sure but um Christian, we you know we have a tradition here on Toast of the Good Fellows. Every episode, we ask our uh, guests to make a toast to Southwest Florida. And even though you're not in Southwest Florida yet, you you said yourself, Southwest, you always rep Southwest Florida. So, and you you definitely going to be back. So, we want you to give this toast as well. So, we're going to ask you the same question. You ready for it? What's up? So, if you can make a toast to Southwest Florida. What piece of advice would you want to give to them? Uh, if you're like a young creator in Southwest Florida and you have an idea of somebody you want to be, uh, just just have, like don't doubt it. Don't doubt it at all. 
believe it like it already happened. You know what I'm saying? That's my toes. Believe it like it already exists and you'll find it. It's not up to you how you get there. It's just up to you what that destination is. Figure out what the destination is. It ain't up to you how you're going to get there. That, the universe, God, whatever you believe in, will figure that out. I love it. I love it. Um, and nothing against all the other guests who have made toast, you know, like obviously it's been like a little longer, but sometimes less is more. But those are really powerful words, you know. Absolutely. Chris right now. Absolutely. Less is more sometimes. Chris, bro, where um, where can they follow you? Um. And you want to give any shout outs to anybody here locally, any creators, um, musicians, and any type of industry? Um, they can find me everywhere on social media. I am Chris Catlin or Instagram. I'm stream Chris Catlin. Um, Chris, C-H-C-L-I-N. Um, or you can just pull me up at chriscatlin.org or just Google my name. Either one will guide you in the right direction. Um, Really, shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to all the people who are really trying to trying to grind and get this. Shout out to the people that support the Toast of the Goodfellas. Shout out to people that support me. Uh, shout out to shout, shout out to, to the frat for Founders Day. Told me to shout him out. <laughs> what? Shout out, shout out to who? Shout out to Marv because he told me to shout him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to him, man. Shout out to everybody. Um, the bros, the frat, y'all, you know. Yeah. We, do, we, we still have time, Yeah. We we wrapping up, bro. We, we wrapping yeah, up. Yeah, we yeah, wrapping yeah. Up. We wrap. We wrapping up, bro, man. This ain't, no. this ain't gonna be the last time we talk, dog. We gonna yeah, get man, you back. Yeah, man. Come on now. Okay. We yeah, got. Yeah. We we, we got to keep sad, you, bro. Yeah. Don't be sad. Don't you ain't leaving us, bro. I'm ready. I'm locked up in the room all alone. Y'all are my only social interaction today, bro. <laughs> bro, that's crazy. Bro, we 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 excited to see you again, dog. We can't wait for, for this sure, coronavirus sure. shit to, to 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 get the fuck up out of here. Definitely. But anyways, what do you what do you want what do you want us to play, man? What do you want us to play? Hey, gal, dog. Gal. Yeah, we okay. we got you. We got you. We'll play a gal.